Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary as we continue on with this week. Thank you all so much for downloading and listening today. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at primetimeklein, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Focusing on the Canadian Football League today as we go over power rankings for the upcoming week and give some CFL predictions. So, should be a fun show. Um, Thank you all so much for downloading. If you're looking for some NHL draft content. There is some of that on the show that went up yesterday. It's all about the CFL here today on Couch Potato Diary. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein. And this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learn history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, today is all about the CFL. Let's get into power rankings. Only three games on the schedule, but these could change quite a bit coming out of this weekend's games. Let's start at the bottom and work our way up. The Edmonton Elks and the Ottawa Red Blacks share the 8-9 spots in this, and uh, the game this week will go a long way in determining who's probably going to hold that for the rest of the year. These are two teams that have struggled mightily. Edmonton is making a change of quarterback. Ottawa has had very inconsistent quarterback play, which is a really nice way of saying that the quarterbacks have been bad. Um... Not a whole lot separates these two teams right now. Um, it's just, it's really bad. And it's getting real bad in Hamilton. I told y'all at the beginning of the year, like, I'm just, I am not buying this with Hamilton. I would imagine now the seat is very hot under Orlando Steinauer, and I think he is a tremendous football coach. And I, I think he has done an amazing job there in Hamilton, but I think that we talk about windows, I feel like this window for Hamilton has now closed. And there is a a very big problem in Hamilton right now. It's not just the quarterback, but quarterback is definitely a part of that. As six, it's Montreal. I will admit, I was um, not as high on Montreal coming into the season. I thought some people being, like, really low on them was a little bit much. I It would not surprise me at this point if Montreal's playing a playoff game. Um, this year, I, I think, which again, in a league where six of the nine teams make it, that's not like the most ringing endorsement, but for me and for Montreal, it is. They have a very difficult test this week in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and we, we will see how they handle it, but Cody Fajardo has answered everything that has been asked of him so far this year, and Montreal is... I think one of the better stories in the CFL so far this year. At five, it is Calgary. I still can't put Montreal ahead of uh, the, the Stampeders, but... We've talked about this before. Not high on what is going on with Calgary right now. Um, I don't think Mayer is the answer. Uh, and they continue to injury after injury at receiver. And this is something we have discussed around this Stampeders football team for many, many moons now. This is a team that for so long, it's just been next man up. And they've been able to find guys and been able to find guys and been able to find guys. And now it just feels like that magic has worn off just a touch. This isn't a... a I was going to say this isn't a flawed football team. It's a flawed football team. This isn't a bad football team. It's just not the level of greatness we've seen from this Calgary football club before. Um, they they have not been able to plug those holes so much. And I think of all of the teams that maybe get hurt by the USFL and the XFL coming in, I think it's the Stamps. And I think specifically it's in this case where they're dealing with receivers. I, I think like they're... 
They're looking for a new receiver. Oh, hey, here's six foot four Tavares Daniels. Let's just pluck him out of whatever. Those guys are now going to the XFL and the USFL. And I think that's where Calgary has been hurt by this a little bit. I also think that the the pandemic obviously caused some problems. A, it made everyone get a, a year older, but then a, a lot of those camps that they were having to find some of these news the, these guys um, and some of the travel they were doing to, to find some of these guys just halted for a little bit, and now they've had to kind of start up again, and it's been difficult to get them going. So um, it, it all kind of seems like excuse-making. At the end of the day, like this is a team that for so long has relied on next man up, and we will always find someone else, and it's kind of been very Patriots-esque, and I just... It just feels like that magic has run out. Um, the magic has not run out in Saskatchewan as the Rough Riders got a win over Calgary. They move into a top four spot here in the uh, in our CFL power rankings. Harris has been everything you could expect him to be. Uh, I, I think the thing that has kind of caught me so far has been the play of this defense. It did concern me a little bit how difficult it was to put Calgary away because I, I don't think of Calgary as that upper echelon team and Saskatchewan being in this top four is in the, like, that's the CFL, you're in the top half of the league. So I think for the Riders now, the offense is going to become a little bit more familiar for sure. Uh, I, I think the defense will, it'll be wait and see to see how good this defense actually is after a couple of pretty good performances and then a couple of, okay performances right now but for Saskatchewan it, they're in a difficult spot because they have almost already clinched third in the, the, the west it feels like anyway and I get that is very dismissive to what's going on in Calgary right now but um what I'm saying is they can't move up to second or first like there's no way they're catching Winnipeg and there's no way they're catching the Lions so for the the Rough Riders right now I, I think this is a time where I'm not saying you can experiment like I'm I'm being way too dismissive of Calgary in this, and I shouldn't be. I'm. I need to walk that back. But for Saskatchewan, they they still have a ways to go to move into that elite level here in the Canadian Football League. But right now they're good, and after the season that the Riders had last year, I think fans of the Green and White, and I, I can I, I can speak with some form of confidence on this. I think fans of the Green and White will just take good. They'll be fine with good. Um, going forward here for, for Saskatchewan. At three, it's Toronto. They are so clearly the best team in the East Division this year. It is not even close. And so far, so good on Kelly. I understand there are some off-the-field things that make him not the easiest dude to root for, but from a footballing standpoint, he is good at footballing. Um, and, and this Toronto team, like, they they went out and spent the money a couple of years ago to get back into that relevancy, and so far it has worked. Um, they've had to make a change at quarterback with MBT stepping away from the sport, but they won a great cup with the dude. And this roster was built to do those sorts of things. And so they've done it. And they have now built a team that is capable of certainly competing for a division championship. And obviously capable of competing for a great cup. They just won the fucking thing last year. So the, the this is an Argos team that is going to be in this top three is basically going to be the same all season long with BC, Winnipeg, and Toronto up here. And for the Argos, they have an excellent chance this week to move up into that top spot as they take on the BC Lions. At two, it's Winnipeg. They get dumped out of the top spot for looking vulnerable for the first time in about three years. I still think this is the most complete football team in the CFL, but it is it has to be nice for the BCs and for the Torontos, and quite frankly, even for the Saskatchewans, to see this team look human once. 
that has to be just such a relief to, to see that from, from these Canadian Football League teams. For Winnipeg now this week, because uh, I don't think this is, um uh, oh my gosh, what's going on in Winnipeg? They, they lose to Montreal this week, then maybe you can start asking some questions if there's finally a bit of a hangover from uh, this team just being this dominant for the last little while. But this is the first time, aside from the Grey Cup last year, this is the first time they've been punched in the mouth in a real long time. It's definitely the first time they've had a chance to be, or it's definitely the first time they've been punched in the mouth and now have a chance to respond. So we will see how they respond. But look, like this is still, Claros is still probably the best quarterback in the league. They still have probably definitely the most talent in the Canadian Football League. It's just, it was a, oh, Forgot you could have games like that. And at number one, it is the BC Lions. I was, I have been telling you that this is one of the most talented teams in the Canadian Football League, and they showed it. Nathan Rorick was amazing for this team last year. Vernon Adams, any doubts you should have about Vernon Adams, while he is healthy, should just be gone now. He is that guy. He is that dude. So just accept that. He is probably, well, not probably, he is absolutely the second best quarterback in the league. And if the season continues, like that there's MVPs for him and you could make a compelling case for him to be the top quarterback in the league. Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but this BC team, that this is not a fluke. This is not smoke and mirrors. This is not whatever. This is a damn good football team that proved it last week. So your power rankings, one BC, two Winnipeg, three Toronto, four Saskatchewan, five Calgary, six Montreal, seven the Ticats of Hamilton, eight Ottawa, and at number nine, Edmonton. Those last two teams get the week going in the Canadian Football League as Ottawa plays host to Edmonton on Friday Night Football. I find it weird that there's only three teams playing this week. Um, it's like, it's a holiday weekend like this. That this should be a big time for uh, the CFL to be playing. Like there should be four games on holiday Monday. Like it just, it feels like this should be a week. And maybe you're just like, you know what? People aren't going to come out for these games anyway, but this this just feels like a week where it's a celebration of Canada. Let's celebrate the Canadian game. I I, I feel like this should be that time, you know? Um, but either way, we, we have a couple of good matchups. Well, we have one good matchup this week. This one's a dud. Uh, Edmonton against Ottawa. The, the winner of this game will be able to at least squint and see, well, you know, if they go on a run, maybe they can get back into playoff contention at some point. But this is more than likely a matchup of two of the three teams that will not make the playoffs in the CFL this season. For Ottawa, it's just been all bad. And for Edmonton, it's been mostly bad. Inconsistent play at quarterback has plagued both of these teams, and we will see how they are able to get out of it. But I, I think one thing is very clear right now. This golden age of quarterbacks that we had for a while, it's fallen off. The level of quarterback play in this league is not phenomenal right now. Um, like, you you look at the the eras that we have come through with, like, the the Rays and the Calvillos, the Henry Burrises, um... Darian Durant, Bo Levi Mitchell, that next kind of wave carrying it through. The next guys who were supposed to take that mantle haven't, you know? Um, Arbuckle has not been that guy. Bo Levi Mitchell isn't that dude anymore. Like, you look at this league, how many great quarterbacks are there? There's definitely one in Caleros. There's probably two in Vernon Adams. And we're going to need to see more than a few games, but there's probably three in Chad Kelly. That's about it. Trevor Harris peaks it good. Uh, Jake Meyer would bite off his thumb for good at this point. Cody Fajardo, fine, has good moments for sure, but then doesn't. We already talked about Bo Levi Mitchell. And then whatever the hell is going on in Edmonton and Ottawa, it's rough 
out there right now. So the, the quarterback play in this league is certainly lacking, I would suggest at this point. And so for these two teams, the good thing is a lot of teams have the issue that they have. A good chunk of the league has the issue that these two teams have right now. The bad news is that doesn't make them figure it out any faster. So we'll see who can get around that. Real interesting one coming up on Saturday with Montreal playing host to Winnipeg. And for the um, for the Bombers, they just, like I said, they just got punched in the mouth against BC. I'm expecting this team to come out like a bat out of hell. I think this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be 17 nothing, And Cody Fajardo's like one for four. And you're looking around like, what the fuck is going on here like I think it's going to be one of those games for the the Bombers here but the Alouettes have a chance to to kind of prove that they have taken a step and right now like they're not in that bottom tier of Ottawa and Edmonton they're kind of in the middle tier with Calgary Montreal and Hamilton and I would say Saskatchewan as well um they have a chance to cut to very much elevate into that oh we need to talk about you more and we need to take you seriously um, and again, the door is wide open for someone to host a playoff game in the East this year, given, again, Ottawa and Hamilton. If Montreal can step into that role, that would be just monumental for them. So it will be very interesting to see what this team comes up with here um, in this game. And if this is a, a response from them to see... Like, I guess a response from them in sort of a, yeah, this is how for real we actually are. And then you get to the main event of the weekend on Canada Day. This is a good one. BC taking on the Toronto Argonauts. This is, talk about like being able to move up a tier. Toronto has a chance to move into that. We are the best team in the league. I don't care about divisions. I don't care about whatever. We are as good as we say we are. And for BC, this is a chance to prove that last week wasn't just a one-time thing. They have a chance to really solidify themselves as that top team. So th this is a monster battle in the CFL this week, and I can't wait. Let's get into today's ticket. Um, we are not going to go anywhere near the Friday game, Edmonton against Ottawa. No chance on that happening. Excuse me. Going to Saturday, Winnipeg is only minus five and a half right now. We are... Absolutely going to take that one. I, I Like I said, I think the Bombers win this one very convincingly. And then we go to Monday. Uh, the BC Lions taking on Toronto. They are three-point favors at this time. I do think BC wins it in that way. It would probably be a bit safer to go the minus 154 to take the BC Lions as a winner, but we're just going to go with the we're going to we're going to go with the cover at minus 3 right now. Taking a look at the uh UFC card that is coming up here this weekend. Um interesting. Yanakunitz Kaya. That's a very interesting underdog play against Macy Chason. Um, I'm probably not going to go that way, but it's it's an interesting one. Sean Strickland has all he has been doing is winning. Um, I, that's probably not entirely true. Let me go back. But it, it feels like he is just one of those kind of just solid guys in the UFC right now. He is main eventing this weekend. I believe he's main eventing this weekend. Um, yeah, against Abus Magomedov. Let's take a look at what old Sean Strickland's been doing the last little bit. Oh, so he's lost two, uh, two of his last three. Um, but he is coming off of a win. So he's losing to, he's lost to Cannoneer and Pereira. Aside from that, all he's done is one. He's losing against upper-end competition. I don't know if Magomedov is that. So we're going to go Sean Strickland, minus 145 in the, the main event of that one. Anything else catching our eye? Kevin Lee is back. Um, you know, I... No, I'm not going to buy into it. 
The number is very enticing. Of You know what? Kevin Lee, the number's too enticing. We're gonna go Kevin Lee at plus 170. We're just gonna, we're gonna give it a whirl and see what happens. But I, I, there is still, I think, an extremely talented fighter in there. And you know what? I like Yana Kunitskaya. We're gonna go Kunitskaya as an underdog as well. So, uh, a couple of underdog plays on the UFC after a very chalky CFL card. It is Winnipeg, minus five and a half against the Alouettes. The BC Lions, minus three against Toronto. Sean Strickland to win straight up against uh, Magomedov. Uh, Kevin Lee to win his fight. And Yana Kunitskaya to win her fight. We'll hit track. And there you go. That is today's ticket. And that is today's show. It is storming like crazy here in Calgary right now. So I'm going to go before I get electrocuted from the wild uh, storm that is happening outside my window right now. Thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. Coming up tomorrow, there is going to be a Money in the Bank um, preview show here on this channel. So take a look at that and then follow me on social media for where you can find me for your Money in the Bank post-show coverage. Once again, thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening. Big announcement coming soon. We'll talk to you all later. I'm out.